Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Hot Routes Podcast, the hot NFL show with the hottest NFL takes. I'm your host, Ronnie. And I know I said last week that I would start getting into draft profiles. And believe me, we have plenty of time to do that. The draft isn't until, you know, two months from now. And mock draft season is still going. And I promise you, we will get there. But the NFL has been an absolute wild roller coaster as of this week. We have so much news to get into and so many details to break down of trades, signings, releases. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are. But before we get into this episode, if you have not checked out Hot Routes underscore podcast on Instagram, do so at Hot Routes underscore podcast. Also, thank you to Tunnel Vision Sports underscore on Instagram as well as Twitter and Facebook for giving me the platform to do this podcast. Uh, love you guys over there. And uh, it's been an awesome uh, ride. So if you guys have not done so, go follow all those socials. All of them will be put in the bio of this episode. Uh, and also huge thanks to Connor. Um, his first episode editing for me was last week, and he did a phenomenal job. So thank you um, so much for your help. If you're listening to this, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you're the best. So without further ado, let's dive in because we have so much news to crack down on. And I am getting all my news from... Yours truly uh, at the Hot Routes underscore podcast Instagram. And we're going to break down all of this. First off, starting with Aaron Rodgers, uh, he did end his darkness retreat about two weeks ago. And uh, we await his his decision. Uh, there's a few places he could go. And one of the biggest uh, markets or uh, the biggest spots he could land would be the New York Jets. And from the Jets perspective, I understand why he could go there. They're one quarterback away from being contenders and competitive. They have the talent. Uh, their rookies absolutely balled out last year. I mean, you're looking at the defensive rookie and the offensive rookie of the year uh, in Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Um, and, you know, throwing Aaron Rodgers in the mix and just going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers or Mike White to Aaron Rodgers, that's such a huge jump. It's such a huge skill gap. And I understand that Aaron Rodgers is, is old and he might retire. Hell, he might even retire after this season. So you have to kind of be strategic the way you go about this. Are you going to pick up Aaron Rodgers with the understanding that you have to win now and you have to win within two years or else he's gone? Or, you know, do you not pick him up and shoot for a young guy in the draft? Well, if I'm being completely honest with you, it looks like all eyes are, you know, pointing towards Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. And I've seen actually some podcasts on TikTok about, you know, it pretty much being confirmed. Like, not by a super uh, official source or anything, uh, just, you know, from guys that are insiders in the NFL and, and stuff like that. But it hasn't been announced yet. So I don't really trust anything that, you know, isn't officially announced by the NFL. As we've learned from, you know, the whole Tom Brady experiment. In the past two years, you know, we, we got to hear it from the NFL themselves to make it official. Um, but Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is the most realistic scenario. I mean, there's other teams that he could go. Uh, he could honestly stay in Green Bay, which I don't think that'll happen. Um, he could go to the Commanders. I mean, they're still looking for a quarterback to fill that spot, but they, they're probably going to shoot for a young guy in the draft, or they might stick with uh, Sam Howell and see what he can do. Um, the Falcons are another team supposedly that need a quarterback. Um, I don't think that's necessary. I think they should give Desmond Ritter the opportunity to show what he's got for a full season, especially with the uh, chance that the Falcons will probably get some more weapons for Ritter to throw to. 
um, like Jacoby Myers and all that, and I'll obviously throw those announcements out there when they come to fruition. But for now, um, there's there's places, uh, there's options running out for Aaron Rodgers, and he's got to make a decision soon, or else he's going to be stuck in uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I don't think he wants that. So the most likely scenario is the Jets. So if I were a Jets fan, I would honestly rejoice. I I think Aaron Rodgers could bring you out of irrelevancy. Um, with the snap of a finger. Uh, you guys have a young, talented roster. They're hungry. Um, and you could start being competitive now. So get excited. I, I, I see Aaron Rodgers in New York. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see what happens there. Uh, next up, we got Bobby Wagner. He was released from the Rams. Uh, this is primarily for cap space reasons. The, uh, the Rams were in, oh my God, cap space hell. Um, and they needed to get out of it desperately, and this was a move that was almost necessary. I don't think Bobby Wagner just takes away any dimension of that defense, especially with the recent trade they made, which is honestly a head-scratcher for me personally because it kind of questions what this franchise is doing. Uh, you know, you have that still high-powered offense. Granted, Cooper Cup's kind of their entire offense, and you still have Aaron Donald on the team, but you just dealt <laughs> your top corner. And you just released Bobby Wagner. So your defense, in a way, is kind of in shambles at the moment. It, it's not looking good for the Rams. I don't know what they're doing. Are they tanking? Are they planning on, you know, just selling the, the entire farm? Are they, are they just dishing out their veterans? Are they saying, yeah, this, this one Super Bowl was it and we can let everybody go? That's my guess. I, I can't figure out for the life of me what they're doing over there in, in Los Angeles. But I'm sure we'll we'll find an answer at some point this offseason. Uh, another key defensive piece that was released uh, by a team who was also in cap space hell was Eric Kendricks. Um, he gave his heart and soul to Minnesota. He was a great defender, a great linebacker. I personally loved Eric Kendricks, but he's also getting up there in age, and he's uh, quite an expensive fellow. Uh, do I think he could offer his services to a team that is probably in contention? Yeah. Granted, I, I always thought the Vikings were in contention for like the longest time, and ever since the new coaching hire last year, uh, I still feel that way. Um, but, you know, that's... I don't think he's a piece that's going to destroy that defense. I still think they have a lot of talent on that front seven, and I mean, granted, he will be missed, but this isn't something that's going to... This is just another move that was primarily for cap space reasons, so they could probably go out and uh, sign a, a decent replacement, probably for cheaper. Um, yeah, but Eric Hendricks, he is out of Minnesota. Now, here's a big one. The Saints signed Derek Carr. Um, this is huge for the organization. Uh, granted, I, I, I still don't know what they're doing there. You had Jameis Winston, and you're going to bench him again, and you're going to bring in Derek Carr. What does Derek Carr add to this offense that Jameis Winston didn't besides turnovers, maybe? You know, um, or at least lack thereof for turnovers. Derek Carr takes care of the football. Don't get me wrong. But he, <laughs> he had Devontae Adams. He had Darren Waller. And he had Josh Jacobs, you know, helping out in the backfield and absolutely carrying that offense for majority of the time and what makes you think that it's going to get any better with the saints or that he's going to elevate the saints to this whole new uh team i mean 
basically the Saints are almost built the same as the Raiders. You look at the backfield and you have Alvin Kamara and you have some serviceable backs right next to him. And then you bring in, uh, you know, Chris Olave. You might draft another receiver. You have Marquez Calloway. Uh, Michael Thomas, pretty much a non-factor. Now, by the way, there are reports saying that uh, Michael Thomas and the Saints are in, in deal negotiations at the moment. So uh, that's a developing story that we'll probably get into in another episode if it doesn't come out sometime uh, between now and the next 30 minutes of this episode. But Derek Carr is a decent quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He served Raider Nation for nine years straight uh, very, very well. Uh, consecutive playoff appearances, uh, always uh, made the team middle of the pack, always made them competitive in the AFC West. But when you talk about a system quarterback, and this is what I say with a lot of young quarterbacks, but this could also be applied to veterans. You you stay in one um, one team your whole career, right? In, in Derek's case, it'd be nine. And you expect to go to another team and just all of a sudden blossom? Hey, you're like, what? Derek's what, 31 years old? And you think that he's just going to get better because he's on a new team? Look what happened to Sam Darnold. We thought that he was going to blossom in, in Carolina when, when he went there, and he just didn't. He, he, he was in the same situation. And I know you guys are going to bring up the fact that, oh, he was coached by Matt Rule, and he, he had a different coach. Like, no. Uh, that's not how that works. I think if you're if you're really a good quarterback, if you really are a good quarterback, I don't think coaching matters that much because a lot of people are saying the same thing about Russell Wilson. Yes, he had a great coach in uh, Seattle and uh, with Pete Carroll, right? Um, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Broncos. He has this coach, Nathaniel Hackett, and defensively the team looks stellar, you know? Um, they were a top five defense and, you know, points allowed. And it's just, you know, the offense struggled and they had the weapons. They had the talent. Um, you had a young running back, Javante Williams, you're bringing Russell Wilson. Boom. You're, you're going to compete. You're going to go to the playoffs. It's going to be great. And it all just falls apart. Do you really think that's on the coach? I don't think so at all. Um, if anything, that'd be on the offensive coordinator. If that defense is prospering, it's, that's not on Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think so. Nathaniel Hackett was is a great coach, in my opinion. Um, he's a very, very gritty strategist with with a lot of good ideas offensively. Do I think he utilized his talent to the best of his ability? No, uh, I don't think so at all. I thought his route combinations were kind of weird, but I mean, you look at Russell Wilson and the talent that he brought to Seattle, that was phenomenal. So, what makes you think Derek is going to be any better in New Orleans? I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Expect mediocrity again, Saints fans. Um, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but Derek Carr isn't going to take your team to the playoffs. There's so many spots open in this NFC South division. Um, the Falcons could go out and make huge splashes in free agency and become you know, the top team in the division. Or the Bucks could get a, a replacement quarterback and still be that best team in the division. Or the Panthers can somehow take this number one overall pick, draft their guy, and immediately make an impact and immediately have the NFL fear them once again, like they did with Cam Newton. You never know. There's so many wide open stories, but I don't think Derek Carr is the answer. Let's move on to the Cowboys. You got Tony Pollard 
he is franchise tagged, which means what do you do with Ezekiel Elliott? I don't know. Do you do you uh, you know keep him and run it back with essentially the same team as you did last year? No, it's going to get you the same result. I guarantee it. Um, I mean, is is Ezekiel Elliott still a great playmaker? Absolutely. He's a tank. He's a beast. He sheds tackles like like chameleons shed skin. I, I don't know, <laughs> but he he's still efficient. Um, he could still get big chunk uh, yardage plays. Uh, he's essentially. Derrick Henry 0.5, as in, you know, a downgrade. He could be so much better on a different team. And I think this is Tony Pollard's team to run because in the new age of the NFL, you need to be a a good receiving back. And I think that's what Tony Pollard is. And I think that's why he's so successful and he runs in this offense so smoothly. Um, Because McCarthy, for the longest time, um, I mean... Even even you look at Aaron Jones, he got popular because he was a decent receiving back, and he could he could catch out of the backfield, and and take it for good yardage. He's doing the same thing here with Tony Pollard, and I don't think Ezekiel Elliott fits that bill. I think he needs a, a team with a really really good offensive line, so that they could just run him out and keep chipping away at defenses. Uh, I think that should be a team's goal if they are searching to uh, pick up Ezekiel Elliott. But for now. Tony Pollard is, in my eyes, that guy, that running back in Dallas. And I've talked to a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans, and uh, I think they, they think it's the right move um, to keep Tony Pollard. He's younger, he's faster, he's a better catcher, he uh, he's, has a, a wider variety of, of skill set uh, he brings to the table, so the Cowboys are, are probably going to keep running with Tony and questions about Ezekiel Elliott are still up in the air. Speaking of running backs, Derrick Henry. There are some trade rumors for uh, Derrick Henry getting dealt, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets dealt during the draft. And I'm talking big blockbuster trade here. This is like A.J. Brown type stuff. Um, the Titans are looking weird, <laughs> to say the least. They don't have any receivers. They have a really old quarterback in Ryan Tannehill who can only really throw the ball 30 yards and under. Uh, Their entire offense is carried by Derrick Henry and a mediocre offensive line, which just got even more mediocre uh, through the loss of Taylor Luan. And defensively, I mean, you got Jeffrey Simmons. You still got Bud Dupree there, Kevin Byard. It's not looking, you know, terrible on the defensive side of the ball especially with the secondary. You picked up Caleb Farley. Um, But you also just lost Robert Woods to the Texans. And I I don't know where you guys are at at the moment. So in my my eyes, my opinion, tearing down is the way to go. And that starts with dishing out Derrick Henry for either a stockpile of draft picks or at least, at least a late first rounder because I do think he's worth that much. Um, the fact that Derrick Henry is able to carry an entire offense, uh, especially one that is the Titans, his value is through the roof at the moment. And <laughs> I think people should act on that now, or they're going to wait until the draft, or at least until the draft ends to make a move so his value you know, gets a little lower. But if the Titans are, smooth, uh, are smart, they want to dish him during the draft. That's when his value is at the highest. Um, 
this draft class is stacked with running backs, so I think any team in this draft could find replacements if said running backs leave uh, very easily. You got, you got Jameer Gibbs, Deuce Vaughn, Bijan Robinson, uh, Zach Charbonnet, who's my favorite uh, running back in the draft. I think he might be the best uh, coming out of this draft, and that's a controversial take, which I will get into probably next week, starting with the draft profiles. Um. But yeah, the the Titans, they're they're a smart organization. Do I necessarily agree with the uh roster moves that they have made recently? No. I didn't understand the AJ Brown trade. I don't know. This could be something where it's like the Titans are dra- stockpiling draft picks and they're building for the future just very very slowly and, you know, maybe they're keeping it under wraps. But for now, Derrick Henry, lots of trade rumors. Let me know where you guys see him landing. Uh, there's a lot of places. God, he could go to the Broncos, the Ravens, the Rams. Those those are teams that could really use that extra spark plug. Uh, that is Derrick Henry. He, he's by far, I think he's still the best running back in the league. Let me know what you guys think on my socials at Hot Rods underscore podcast on Instagram. Also at Tunnel Vision Sports underscore on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. Go follow those. Go check those out. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is actually pretty, pretty cool, uh, especially as, you know, a Falcons fan seeing this guy welcome back to, uh, welcomed back into the NFL. Calvin Ridley has been reinstated after his gambling suspension. Um, and if you guys uh, don't remember, he actually got traded to the Jaguars for a very, very conditional draft pick which is all dependent on his return time and right now it looks like it's going to be a fourth round pick it could be at best a third round pick i believe don't quote me on that go check the full trade details because it has so many implications of his return time it's not even funny i mean his last game was october 24th of 2021 and i distinctly remember um, watching the game after he stopped playing because I, I was wondering, like, why is he not playing? There was no, um, you know, thing of an injury. He was questionable that week. And then the report came out of um, him leaving or him taking a leave of absence from the Falcons because uh, of mental health problems. And by the way, before I continue, if you are struggling with any mental health issues, I strongly encourage you to go talk to somebody and seek help. Um, You're never alone, and uh, everybody here at TVS, we stand with you. Uh, But all of a sudden, the report comes out um, about Calvin Ridley gambling and him being suspended for gambling. And there was a a disclosed amount of money and... Um, there was a whole bunch of details, and it wasn't even a lot of money for you know compared to the salary of an NFL player. But he did it, and it was against the rules. That's that's the big thing. And the NFL was like, no, 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 you can't do that. We're going to suspend you. The weird part about it is that this was around the same time of the whole Deshaun Watson situation, and we all, and we all remember that. And it was weird because Deshaun Watson, with all the allegations, the NFL held off with the suspension until something was official um but you know with calvin ridley that was like immediate and the nfl was getting questioned they were under fire by social media by so many fans about what the heck was going on like it was it was so odd seeing calvin ridley 
who didn't even bet a lot of money on his own team, nonetheless, uh, do do that and get suspended like immediately. And then Deshaun Watson with all his stuff. I understand that the case was was it was it dismissed? I think it was because there wasn't enough evidence. Um, I believe the verdict was. But still, the fact that there was allegations in the first place, you kind of have to, you know, sit there and ask yourself some questions about, you know, what really is the truth? Because, you know, this situation is really misconstrued. But nonetheless, Calvin Ridley is back. And I'm very, very happy he's back. I loved watching him play. He was a stud athlete. And I think him going to the Jaguars after the kind of, uh, you know, playoff run and regular season run that the Jaguars were on this season. I'm super excited. He's going to add a completely other dimension to this offense. You know, you look at Christian Kirk. He was taking majority of the deep balls. Uh, Evan Engram, he plays a lot like Kyle Pitts. So uh, seeing Calvin Ridley uh, play alongside a Kyle Pitts-like player, that's going to be really exciting to see. Um, And then, you know, obviously him running the seam routes, going deep balls. He's a speedster. I'm really, really excited. Now, this could, this could be a weird situation where he could either be really, really good or he actually might really, really suck. And that's the thing about being away from football for so long because it could either go one way or the other. I don't really see him just being like a decent receiver for the, the Jaguars. He has to show that he still has it in his you know first few games back with Jacksonville. Otherwise, he's in danger of getting benched and not having a job anymore, and that also has implications towards the draft pick for the Falcons. But Calvin Ridley is back. Let's see what he has in the tank. I'm super excited. Let's move on back to Raider Nation, shall we? Because there's great news coming from the running back that just came out of uh, a 1,653-yard season. He averaged 5 yards a carry. And 12 touchdowns, as well as 53 receptions, which would be a second most compared to last season, where he got uh, 54. So he's becoming a little bit of a receiving back himself. But Josh Jacobs has franchise tagged with the Las Vegas Raiders, which means whichever young quarterback the Raiders decide to pick up in the draft, he's going to have huge help because he's going to be able to give the ball to, in my opinion, at the moment, a top five running back in the NFL in Josh Jacobs. Above 1,500 yards. That's absolutely phenomenal. Stats from the, uh, the about-to-be-a-fifth-year vet um, from Las Vegas. He's been absolutely tremendous this past season, and he's gained a lot of muscle. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but compared to his rookie season, this guy looks like a tank now. Um, obviously not like Derek Henry kind of tank, but he he's he's an absolute beast now, and he's trucking through defenses, trucking through front sevens. So you know if wherever Las Vegas decides to go in the quarterback route in the draft, uh, I mean who knows? Aaron Rodgers could go there too, but I'm gonna stick with the rookie quarterback option, whether it's Will Levi's, uh, you know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, all those guys, Anthony Richardson. They're gonna have tremendous help from Josh Jacobs here. So he gets franchise tagged. That's great news. And I don't know if this is, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if this is great news or if this is bad news coming from Seattle. But Geno Smith signs a three-year deal. Uh, I just want to note something before, (laughs) before I give my opinion on this guy. 
So Geno Smith, he's 32 years old, which means you're going to keep him till he's 35. The man... <laughs> the man hasn't played a full season of football since 2014, since this season. Right? He threw a really, really good season. I, I will not lie. 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a 100.9 passer rating. But is this guy somebody you would really want to rock with? Um, he's nearing the end of his career, and he's probably going to retire after this contract is up. Otherwise, if not, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that sticks around until he's 40. But the fact that he came into Seattle and did what he did, super impressive. I mean, really, really impressive stuff. Uh, Geno Smith elevated the passing game. Uh, I dare to say it, but also opened up lanes for Kenneth Walker to be really, really good in his rookie year. Uh, this Seattle offense has a bunch, a bunch of weapons. I mean, DK Metcalf, D- Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, um, Rashad Penny's out the door, uh, but you still have Will Disley in there. Uh, serviceable, serviceable tight ends. But Geno Smith to a three-year deal. I, I want you guys' honest opinion because this is actually some uh, a team I'm really, really confused on. Is Geno Smith a guy you want to rock with for the next three years and you just get the assets to contend for a Super Bowl? Or are you just... Uh, like, I, I genuinely have no clue what to think here. If there are Seahawks fans out there, go to go to my Instagram, hotroutes underscore podcast. DM me. Let me know. Is is Geno Smith a guy that you really, really like and really think you could go far with? I'm really curious, but congrats on the three-year deal nonetheless. He's been in the league a long time. So maybe he deserves it. But you never know. Let's move on to Lamar Jackson. He is franchise tagged, but there is a very rare clause to this. It is a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means he is currently, you know, tagged with the Ravens, but he can still negotiate with other teams. Now, I don't understand why, you know, the Ravens just don't not franchise tag him because he still has the ability to go out there and discuss deals with other teams and potentially go somewhere else. Is this a a tactic maybe that they're doing? Being like, hey, we want you here. You can go out and talk to other teams, but you are our quarterback, and we want to keep you here for another year to see what you can really do. I mean, Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, in my opinion, had his best quarterback season to date. What I mean by that is I think his QBR was the highest it's ever been. Um, He stopped playing like a running back. And I, I know you guys are sick and tired of hearing the, the Lamar Jackson running back stuff, but it's, it's true. I want a quarterback to be able to throw the ball. And I know his MVP season, he threw the ball well, but a lot of his stats and a lot, a lot of the reason why he was named MVP wasn't because of the, the way he played as a quarterback, was because of his stats. He rushed for above 1,000 yards. I mean, those are starting running back numbers, you know? So, yeah, of course he's going to get MVP if he does that. And what, he threw for 3,200 yards that season? Not even a great quarterback season. But, you know, this past year he showed me he could throw touchdowns. And he showed me he could throw the long ball. I think all that's missing is the ability to keep the ball safe. And, you know, not throw interceptions. 
and we saw glimpses of that, of that this past season. I think he can be the Ravens quarterback for a long time. I think he can be successful. I think I need one more season, identical to last year, or if not, even better, to really like be convinced that Lamar is a good quarterback and not because of his running ability. Yes, I, I'd like him to scram- scramble, and I'd like him to be able to be evasive in the pocket and, and, and read what lineman is coming from where and read the defense, but you don't need to run every single time. And Lamar Jackson showed that he can be a quarterback, and I, I think he proved a lot of people wrong. So I wanted to stay in, in Ravens country. And by the way, there's a lot of teams who are apparently out on, this, on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Two of them, or three of them rather, include the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Commanders. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. But I think five teams total said, like, yeah, we're not going to negotiate with Lamar. Um, and I'm not going to lie. As a Falcons fan, this makes me happy to hear. And I know I just praised up Lamar Jackson, but I don't think he would run this team very well in, in Atlanta, personally. And I want you guys, you know, from the other teams I just named, to let me know, is Lamar Jackson a guy that you would want at the helm? I don't really want him, specifically for the reason that I you know, want Desmond Ritter to show what he's got for a full season and decent weapons. Um, but Lamar Jackson, franchise tagged, not exclusive. I, this is the first time I've ever seen this in my lifetime. I, I've been a fan for about a decade. This is the first time. So I'm curious to see how this pans out. Let's move on to uh, my home state, New Jersey. Really, it's New York because they're called the New York Football Giants, but their home, their home stadium is, is in Jersey, and nobody can debate me on that. But there's great news. Well, kind of. Uh, Daniel Jones has been extended four years, $160 million, which means he's getting about 40 mil a year. Now, he did ask for 45. Once upon a time, his agent asked for 50. But, you know, I guess they met in the middle and they were like, yeah, Daniel Jones, we'll give you 40 million. We do believe that you can be our quarterback. We'll get you the weapons. We'll get you the right team. You just got to take us there. I think Daniel Jones has all the tools as a quarterback, you know, skill set wise, to be really, really good. He does remind me of an Eli Manning. And last year did feel like an Eli Manning type season type run. But you look at some of the throws that he made, some of the plays that he created himself, being able to scramble out of the pocket. I mean, the man's got some speed on him. He's got legs. Not only that, he's sizable. Um, he, and if you get him the tools on the offensive line to really protect him, this guy could actually be a good quarterback. I'm not going to lie. I think the one thing that he's missing is a decent deep ball. And, you know, you don't, you don't talk about Daniel Jones and be like, oh, wow, he could really sling that thing, like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes. You, you look at him and be like, wow, he could really manage a game very, very well, like a Ben Roethlisberger, like an Eli Manning. And I think he's pretty much that kind of quarterback. He is a New York Giants quarterback, right? Reminds you a lot of, um, of Eli and reminds you a lot of Phil Simms. Um, his game is just very, very re- reminiscent of those Giants legends. Um, so yeah, I mean, when you look at those guys, you think about the ability to be competitive. And I think that's uh, a tool that Daniel Jones possesses. He just needs the receivers though. He doesn't really have any, (laughs) you know, just give him a good, good stud weapon. If, if DeAndre Hopkins went to New York, oh, oh my goodness. 
But there's also, you know, some other good wide receivers on the market that I think could really, really help him out and really elevate this offense entirely. You still got Saquon, which I actually am about to get into next because he was franchise tagged. So you, you got him for another year. Um, so you still have Saquon. Um, and the rest of your team looks kind of meh. I mean, one of your best pass catchers last year was Richie James. Uh, we're talking about the third string receiver from the 49ers a few years back, you know, and then Cody Bellinger is your tight end, <laughs> you know, so it, it's not looking fantastic offensively, but the fact that Daniel Jones was able to do what he did with all that, you know, I don't want to say terrible because they weren't bad, but like mid-level talent, give him a weapon, give him a true number one receiver guarantee you this team is deadly above 10 wins could probably take on the eagles not gonna lie well i think a lot of teams could take on the eagles right now because they have so many free agents and that team's gonna look wildly different next year but that's up for debate we're still gonna you know keep an eye on them the eagles to see what happens where he goes but yeah saquon and daniel jones heart and soul in new york right now giants are looking good we talk about Chuck Clark, uh, the Ravens. Chuck Clark has been traded to the New York Jets. Yes, the New York Jets are piling on the pieces, competitive pieces, to make a good run. And to be honest with you, the Ravens got fleeced. Uh, you, you traded Chuck Clark for a seventh-round pick. Keep in mind, Chuck Clark has started how many consecutive games for you guys and was your defensive play caller for like the longest time? And, you know, paired up with Kyle Hamilton was actually a very deadly duo last season. Um, this guy is a great, great safety. And adding that veteran leadership, he's been in the league for a while. Adding that veteran leadership to the Jets is huge because the Jets might lose LaMarcus Joyner. And that was kind of like your veteran. I think, what, he's like 31 years old, right? And he's about to leave in free agency. So you throw in Chuck Clark to replace him. First off, immediately a better player in general. And not only that, you're giving that veteran leadership to the Jets, a team, a defense full of really, really young guys. You look at Quincy and Quinnen, uh, Jermaine Johnson, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, and the rest of those corners, you know, Bryce Hall. So this was so, so smart by the Jets. And the fact that you only gave up a seven, seventh rounder is huge, is absolutely huge. And I think what the Jets GM and the Jets front office is doing is tremendous. I'm having an absolute blast watching them grow. Really, all they need to do is figure out that quarterback situation. And I really do think they can make a run for that playoffs. This, this is a beatable division. Now, I, I want you to understand the difference between beatable and, uh, a, a, you know, a, d a division they could take because it's still stacked, right? You still got the Bills. You still got the Patriots, who I think with Belichick are always going to be, you know, competitive. Um, and then you got the Dolphins, who just made a, a tremendous move to amplify their defense tenfold, which I'll get into. That's going to be the last part uh, of this episode. But still, this team, this Jets team is now going to be competitive. You just have to figure out that quarterback situation. It's it's. Aaron Rodgers, please listen. I if you're if you're listening to this podcast, Aaron Rodgers, go to the Jets. I'm actually praying for you to go to the Jets because you're going to take that offense and you are going to explode. 
with A, great stats, another MVP candidate season, and potential Super Bowl contention, okay? Just go to the Jets. I guarantee you, you will be surprised, and a lot of people are going to love the Jets if he goes there. Let's go on over to the NFC North. We got Adam Thielen. He has been released from the Vikings, and um, this actually made me very, very sad. Adam Thielen has always been uh, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL, and he was so loyal to Minnesota, and I loved watching him there, and he was the number one for some time, and he was always paired up with that receiver that was going to outshine him, right? Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, etc. But he was the most serviceable uh, leader offensively. Um, and this was also a move by the Vikings strictly for cap space and nothing else. And I guess they looked at Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne and said, you know what? We can go to war with this. I think those two are, are good enough to be able to keep this offense stable and still compete at a very, very high level. So they said, you know, Adam Thielen, we wish you the best. Best of luck to you. And I understand. I understand. You, you want the money to, get, to be able to go out and get better pieces. But this was actually very, very sad news. Hearing Adam Thielen uh, being released by the Vikings. He, he gave his heart and soul to that city. But, I mean... I, I think he could find a better place and even be potentially a number one in, in, in some, you know, on some teams. I mean, he could go to the Falcons. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, he could also go... God, where? What, what team has... I could see him as a cowboy, honestly. Paired up with C.D. Lamb. I think that is a, probably the most likely scenario. I, a, a, first off, I see him in a Cowboys jersey, right? And then, B, you look at what he was paired up with Diggs and Jefferson in Minnesota, you pair him up with C.D. Lamb, it's basically like playing in the same offense. Um, Dak and Kirk are pretty similar in the way they play. Maybe Dak Prescott's a little better. Maybe Adam Thielen sees the ball more. You know, Forget about OBJ. I understand OBJ's a good receiver, but I think Adam Thielen could really, really take you guys deep into another playoff run. Whether you'd win all those playoff games and go to the Super Bowl is still debatable. We'll get into that conversation in another episode. But Adam Thielen, I think the Cowboys would be a tremendous place for you to go. But Adam Thielen has been released. Let's, let's talk about some recent news. Uh, I got four more pieces of news here for you guys. We take a look at the Bears-Panthers trade. This was huge. Absolutely huge. DJ Moore is headed to the Chicago Bears. The Bears also receive the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick, both this year, a 2024 first rounder, and a 2025 second rounder. The Panthers get the number one overall pick. A lot of people are saying the Panthers got fleeced. And to be honest with you, I agree with you. Under one caveat. If the Panthers go out and really find their guy, and find their next Cam Newton, right? Because Cam Newton was the best quarterback in their franchise history, and there's no doubt about it. They could potentially turn this trade into a fleece themselves. Here's what needs to happen 
on the Bears' side that could potentially turn the tide of this trade. DJ Moore is a non-factor. Um, very unlikely. But, you know, <laughs> there's so many questions because we've seen this scenario before. Have you, you know, remember Kenny Galladay? Goes to the Jets, does nothing. All of a sudden, he's gone out of uh, New York already. It's been, what, two, three years? Right? From, since he left the Lions? So it's, it could also be that kind of scenario. Another thing. You turn all these draft picks, the ninth overall, the 61st, the 24th first rounder, the 25th second rounder, and you go out there and you draft really bad players with those assets. That's really the only way I see it. And, and if the Panthers obviously get their, their quarterback in the future. But for now, the Bears, oh my lord. Who, who, that GM is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Because not only did you get DJ Moore, which is a weapon to pair up alongside Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney for Justin Fields to throw to, but you also have a ninth overall pick to buff up that offensive line because there's going to be a lot of offensive line in this draft. A 61st to add a key piece in that defense. A 24 first and a 25 second. That, that is tremendous work done by that GM. The Bears were so smart in doing this. So now the question is, can Justin Fields you know, take this team to the next level? Now you have the help. You have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool. That's a decent receiving core, and you can't look at me and tell me it's not. You have the two picks to go out there and get two stud offensive linemen. Not only that, you still have the cap space to go out and sign great offensive linemen, including Orlando Brown Jr. Do not mess this up, Chicago. You have all the tools to help Justin Fields, and if he still can't perform... There's a problem with the quarterback. There's a problem with the quarterback. So this is really the evaluation season. This is your third season. Zach Wilson only got two chances. He messed up on both of them. This is your third. You got to make it happen. You have the weapons. You have the coaching. Go out and do something with it. I trust you. And, and honestly, you know, I, I hate on Justin Fields a lot. I'm not going to lie. I do. Because I think he's a quarterback that gets very much so overhyped because people are telling Justin Fields that he's great for the same reason that they told Lamar Jackson he was bad. Now, hear me out. I have an explanation. Justin Fields, great runner, rushed for 1,000 yards. Everyone's praising him. Everyone's telling him that he is a great quarterback, that he is the next great Chicago Bears quarterback. Lamar Jackson does the same thing, wins MVP, takes him to uh, a few playoff runs, and they tell him that he sucks. Can you, you know, put that into perspective? Do you understand where I'm coming from and why that doesn't make any sense? So I'm giving Justin Fields the same treatment I'm giving Lamar Jackson, right? Because they're essentially the same quarterback. You have the weapons now. Do something with it. Lamar Jackson, even he, I mean, yeah, he had Mark Andrews, but he didn't have a star running back. He didn't have a number one wideout. He had Marquise Brown. And look where he's at right now, you know? And he had Rashad Bateman this past year, and he had one of his better seasons. Justin Fields, got to do something with it. Let's go over to the Patriots. Devin McCourty retires. Patriots legend. 
Uh, he was the defensive play caller for them uh, for a long, long time. Uh, his brother, Jason, he retired a while ago. But it was his time. But this leaves a, 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 pretty, a pretty big hole uh, in the safety and the defense. Um, that's a loss of leadership, uh, and that's a loss of a, a, a great Patriot safety. But I hope he rejoice, uh, enjoys retirement. Uh, Patriots legend, I hope he gets uh, into the ring of honor for them. Go over the uh, the Texans this time. They just signed Robert Woods from the Titans, so you're giving uh, you know a decent weapon. I don't think he's no longer a number one, but uh, that re that really depends on if you you know draft any receivers this year, uh, Texans Nation. But if you get yourself a quarterback, uh, you have a decent piece to uh, help him out, a veteran who knows what he's doing, uh, who can be an 800 yard receiver per season. So. You got some help. I, I'm not expecting him to be a big splash for the Titans this season, but uh, I think he's serviceable, most definitely. Good signing. Uh, it's only a two-year deal, so it's not like you know, you're know you know pouring down the, the bank with him, but it's good signing nonetheless. Let's move on to the last piece of news here, and uh, probably, I want to say the biggest, uh, next to the Bears trade and all that, but the, the Rams look confused. <laughs> they just traded Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins for a 2023 third round pick and tight end Hunter Long. Now, I don't know who Hunter Long is. Um, a lot of people don't. Uh, he's seeing very, very little playing time. But there's a third round pick. Do I think that the Rams got fleeced? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if they did it on purpose or the Dolphins' GM is just that good, but the Rams look confused. They're trying to stack stock up on draft capital, I guess. I, th I thought the most they could get out of this was a second rounder, but no, not even a third rounder. They gave up you know, their best corner in the game. Their defense looks in shambles, and their offense looks old and weak. I don't know what they're doing. They look disappointing, they look slow, and they're dishing out their players like it's a fire sale on, on Cyber Monday or something. I, I really don't understand what they're doing in that front office, but this is huge for the, the Dolphins, because not only do you have Xavier Howard still, you still got Nick Needham and uh, Byron Young, that secondary looks dangerous. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to pass on you guys. Um, it, just, it just better come to good results. Because you have so much talent and, you know, you consistently kind of, you know, let us down with very mid-tier play and, and, you know, records that don't win you divisions or playoff games. So I hope you guys can turn this into something that is super, super beneficial for you guys because this was a huge trade. Uh, do I think it was as important as that DJ Moore one? No, because I think the, uh, as far as implications go, it has deeper implications for the Bears than anything else. The Dolphins, this is just adding talent. Uh, now you have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddell, you have uh, Nick Needham, you have Byron Young, you have Jalen Phillips, you have Jalen Ramsey, you have Xavier Howard. You cannot mess this up. Um, and if you have Tua Tagovailoa as your quarterback, keep him healthy and stack up on that Dolphins offensive line because Teron Armstead is not going to be able to stop five guys rushing Tua. 
And with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. That was a bunch of news. And this is offseason has been getting super exciting. There's a lot of teams looking to make huge, huge moves to really, you know, push them over the edge or start new, like, you know, Mr. Rams over here or Mr. Las Vegas Raiders. You did keep Josh Jacobs. Congrats. But let's face it, you're drafting a quarterback. You're starting the process over again. If you guys not have checked out our social medias, please do so. Hot Routes underscore podcast on Instagram and Tunnel Vision Sports underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you guys so much for your support on the last two episodes, and I hope you will go out of your way to support this one as well. Share it around with your friends. If you like football, you like this one. This has been the Hot Routes podcast, the NFL show with hot NFL takes. And I will see you all next weekend. Peace out, everybody.